Hey folks, SH1T coming to you live, drinking LaCroix, back off from my week off from the podcast, yay me. Uh, things got crazy over the last two weeks, so it's going to be fun. Uh, I read a book, so or at least listened to one, and other news and stuff at the back end of this one. So enjoy the ride. I'm back, yay. Have a great, have a great day. Have a great podcast. Enjoy. Took a nice little week off, and where better to start the podcast than the old Spore Report? Leading off with MLB baseball, uh, the Yankees eight and a half over the Tampa Bay Rays in the AL East. Uh, record seventy six and forty one in the Central. Minnesota holds a game over Cleveland. They are sitting at seventy one and forty six in the West. Houston eleven over Oakland, running away with it seventy seven and forty. Texas at five hundred at fifty eight and fifty eight, dropped their last four. Pretty much out of the race. And the National League in the East, Atlanta has a six and a half game over the Nationals. Central, the Cubs have a game and a half over the Brewers and two over the Cardinals. And then in the West, the Dodgers, 18 over the Diamondbacks. Best record in the National League at 78 and 41. Your wild card standings are as follows Cleveland has the wild card spot. Uh, Tampa holding on to the final spot with a game and a half over Oakland. Boston at six and a half back. And then in the National League, uh, Nationals and Milwaukee Brewers are tied for the wild card spot with St. Louis being a half game back along with the Mets. Phillies a game and a half. Diamondbacks two and a half back. San Francisco at four. Cincinnati at four and a half. And that is your MLBs. Uh, I watched a, a fantastic race. In the Na- I don't know if the NASCAR Xfinity Series is the actual, like, used to be old school Winston Cup series, but uh, a driver number 22 seen a green and white car, Alex Sendrick, or A. Sendrick. Uh, it was about 10, I caught the race at 10 laps, and he was leading, and he decided to pit, and he dropped all the way back to like 6th or 7th place. Why he was so up there, I guess everybody pitted, but um, A.J. Allmendinger did not. So he was first and then they had a restart and the restart's crazy because there's a real sharp right turn at, at Watkins Glen at the very beginning so the number 22 jumped out and passed like everybody jumped into third place and there was a wreck so they had another restart and uh, he passed the second place car on the second restart and he just chased the leader down and it was pretty pretty interesting pretty exhilarating and pretty uh pretty fun to watch I didn't I didn't think I would have as much fun or be as uh, enthralled in the in the race as it was. Apparently, he had actually won yesterday's race as well. So, it is what it is. Anywho, uh, that's NASCAR. And 
continuing on as we go. So Alex Hendrick has won the last two races. UFC, uh, Lawler and Covington. Lawler, a great fighter, just basically got dominated by Covington. It wasn't even close. I watched the fight from Pillar Post, and it just wasn't wasn't even a good match. Uh, Lawler looked outclassed. Uh, Covington was it was hilarious because he came out to the um, Kurt Angle uh, fight song for WWE, and the crowd was chanting "You suck, you suck, you suck." When he came out there, he had the American flag. Apparently, he's close in with the Trump, the Trumpsters. So he just he kind of dominated Lawler all the way out. Jim Miller uh, knocked out or choked out Clay Guida in less than a minute. Uh, every fight that I've ever seen Clay Guida in, apparently he's a Hall of Famer or he got inducted into the Hall of Fame for the UFC, but I always see him lose. So uh, and it was no change as Jim Miller got his third win in his in like what was it nine fights or eight fights? Uh, his last eight fights he had three wins um, and he chokes out Clay Guida within a minute. And then the latest and greatest fight night, 156. Uh, Valentina Shevchenko wins a decision against Liz Carmuch. And that's about all the other the only other fights I know. Uh, Volkan Ozdemir knocks out uh, Il Latifi. And that's, that's pretty much it. That's your sport report, folks. Well, not really, because football's back. Yay for, uh, yay for preseason, I guess. Antonio Brown's bitching about his helmet for some reason. Um, I did I missed the first episode of Hard Knocks, but uh, yeah, he said he's going to retire if he doesn't get to wear the helmet that he has his entire career. Um, apparently, it's it's uh, out of warranty or out of standard because it's ten years old, and so he has to get a new helmet, not a new style of helmet, just a new helmet, and he wants to retire because of a helmet. He's under thirty million dollar contract, and that's all the money he's going to give up. So, meh. Uh, I don't. I don't know, man. Uh, Houston Texans lost to the Green Bay Packers, twenty-eight twenty-six in Lambeau. So, yay for them. And I clicked scores, and they didn't want me to go there. So, all right, that's gonna be your sport report for reals this time. And uh, enjoy. <laughs> culture the cultured uh, sentiment of myself i'm so cool and awesome uh the rule the book was uh 12 rules for life by jordan peterson great book uh listen to it well didn't read a book but listen to it on an audio book cut through it in about four days which was fantastic driving back forth work listening to it i highly recommend it if you're a parent um it's a great book um yeah i highly recommend it uh, that he he espouses 12 rules and then the 12 rules are as follows uh, number one is stand up straight with the shoulders back so just basically have some confidence 
Number two, treat yourself like someone you're responsible for helping. Um, he brought up that people people won't take care of themselves, but they'll take care of their dogs more than they'll take care of themselves. Like they'll ensure that their dogs are fed or they'll make sure other people are taken care of before they take care of themselves. So if you just take the mindset to take care of yourself um, like you would somebody else or treat yourself like you're somebody that you're responsible for helping, then you'll do much better for yourself. Make friends the people who want for the best for you. Number four is compare yourself to who you were yesterday, not to someone else. And basically he was saying that it's not fair to compare yourself to anyone because there's no way, there's no equal comparison with anyone. Only The only equal comparison is you versus you. So compare yourself versus who you were yesterday. Uh, do not let your children do anything that makes you dislike them. I was really listening intent uh, on that one. Uh, number six is set your house in perfect order before you criticize the world. I think a lot of people could take that uh, that little grain of wisdom and uh, the world would be a much better place. Number seven, pursue what's meaningful, not what is expedient. Number eight, tell the truth or at least don't lie. Uh, number nine is assume a person you are listening to might know something that you don't. Uh, number 10 is be precise in your speech. Number 11, don't bother children when they're skateboarding. Uh, and then... Well, that was kind of on the helicopter parenting uh, concept. Number 12 is pet a cat when you encounter one on the street. Um, and that was basically be kind to strangers is what that rule uh, amounted out to. So I think it's categorized as a self-help book. Uh, yeah, it says self-help. So I guess I'm a loser. Uh, by a Canadian clinical psychologist and psychology professor Jordan Peterson provides life advice through essays on abstract ethical principles, psychology, mythology, religion, and personal anecdotes. Uh, it was a great book. I really enjoyed it. Let's go with... That's about it. I don't know. Yeah, just wanted to make sure that everybody knew that I read a book and I'm cultured and I'm cool. So go get it. Go read it. Go on Audible and uh, check it out. Next book I'm reading is Crime and Punishment by Dovskieski. Dovskieski? I can't even say that. But I'm listening to it on audiobook as well. I find that it's much easier and I have a lot more time to listen to books as opposed to read them. So I can't get the Gulag Archipelago in audiobook, so I'll have to numb down and read that one. Crime and Punishment is about... I'm not quite sure what it's about. I think it's about to do the commits a murder thinking that he could get away with it or not be changed or, or whatever by it. And then he just spirals into madness after that. So and it was recommended by Peterson. So there I go down the rabbit hole. All right. This was the book corner of the book club by SH1T. Off to the races.
Alrighty, I took a week off and everything went to hell. What is going on? What is going on? Obviously, uh, El Paso shootings and the Dayton shootings, uh, horrible, horrible news and horrible, horrible things occurred. Uh, two people walked in and uh, one went into a Walmart in El Paso and the other guy went into a nightclub in Dayton, Ohio. Um, shot some people up. Uh, 31 died, I think, was the last count that I had. Uh, times three wounded so no bueno brings as it always does brings up second amendment amendment questions and everybody wants to ban guns and everybody wants to take everything away it doesn't matter i don't care like it's the second amendment people have a right to bear arms people have a right to carry weapons you don't ban things because people don't know, don't know how to act or respect the power of them or do whatever you do them if they're a uh, you ban things that are public safety or public health issues guns don't fall in that category in my humble opinion um, there's been a lot of talk about red flag laws. I don't even know what that is or what's going on with that. Um, uh, but I think from the things I'd heard or seen, database checks, you know, if if you do this or if you do that, you can't own a firearm or a weapon. Um, if you, I don't know, if you're diagnosed with depression, you can't own a weapon. I'm not, I'm not sure. I don't know. But there's no, there's no way to convince me. There's no way to say that I'm going to ban or I, that I would support banning of weapons. Like, it's just not going to happen because it's just you're disarming the populace and you're not allowing people to defend themselves because the state is not going to come save you. Uh, the Dayton shooter would, would have been a lot worse if there weren't people that were there. The Walmart uh, shooter had five or six minutes. His was actually, um, he was apparently targeting Mexicans. Uh, when he was doing that, he actually let white and black people leave. And this is the one that the media glommed onto because it fit their narrative. Um, the, the, the Dayton shooter is actually an Elizabeth Warren supporter. The El Paso shooter was uh, a Trump supporter, or, but he had some liberal policies, but that's all, that's all left out. But all the rhetoric about immigration is what he at least claims in his manifesto, or at least that's one of the things that he claims in his manifesto that had caused him to do the shooting. He's just an idiot. Uh, it's stupid. Um, there's no reason this, this guy needs to get the death penalty and he needs to let be lined up and shot. Um, there's an idiot in Walmart or an idiot in Missouri that walked up uh, into a, a Walmart with body armor, a weapon, and was, I guess, filming and walking around for a social experiment. Uh, is what he, This guy needs to go to jail for quite a long time. Um, and then there was a knife guy in California that stabbed and killed four people. He was on the radar uh, for California. He got released. Uh, he's a multiple-time felon. Um, and liberal policies in California let him out, and he killed four people with a knife. So, um, and London is a prime example of the, if you get rid of guns, the knife issue um, is what it is, you know. Uh, nobody saw this coming. Uh, the Jeffrey Epstein guy, the billionaire with the Loyola Express and ties to the Clintons, uh, killed himself miraculously in Suicide Watch, where the camera's broken, and yeah, he suicided himself. That's crazy. That's crazy that they got to him. Like, this is conspiracy theory abound. Um, yeah, there's no way to not think this is a conspiracy theory. Like, why did? how did this guy die in, under suicide watch? How was there no video recording of it happening? Was he taken off if he was? So, like, what? Why? How? Who? Where? Like, what? So, it's, I mean, when in Russia, I guess, do as the Russians do. This is, this is very Russia-esque. And it's very funny that people around the Clintons, not funny, but um, very interesting that people always tied to the Clintons 
end up dying. Like, I, I don't know. Ah, it's just, uh, yeah, this is definitely conspiracy theory stuff. Like, how did he kill himself? Like, why? Like, why was he left alone? Why? 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 Um, yeah, it's a big pedophile ring. It's going to rope in a lot of high-profile Democrats, probably a lot of high-profile Republicans as well. This guy had a lot of case in the kingdom as far as all that other fun stuff is done. They're interviewing the uh, the victims in this case, that the people that they're saying went out, but there, ha there has to be a, uh, a very interesting, I don't know, I think, it's just conspiracy theory. There's nothing to back it up. There's nothing to say anything, but it's just where there's smoke, there's a lot of fire. It's just, but there's nothing to tie. Like they're going to get away with it. Just like the tarmac meeting, just like all that other fun stuff, they're going to get away. So Epstein's dead. He, de he deserved to die. There's no doubt about that, but it would have been nice to get the, uh, the back and forth and everything before, uh, before that was all said and done. But I don't know. There goes that, there goes that little story. But, uh, the funny thing that the media did with all the shootings and, uh, everything, Trump came out and did a, uh, speech, uh, against the shootings in Dayton and the New York times, um, actually covered the speech as it should have been covered and actually published a title in their article for the New York times that should have been posted. And then after being prodded and poked, um, they had to change their headline. They changed their headline. A New York Times headline on President Donald Trump's televised statement Monday condemning racism and calling for unity has triggered blowback from Democratic presidential candidates and inspired some of the paper's Trump critic readers to cancel their subscriptions. The backlash was swift and strong enough to prompt the paper to change the headline. The leader of the establishment media is being run through the shredder, with many subscribers announcing that they've canceled their subscriptions after what Huffington Post describes as an outrageous headline about the President Trump remarks addressing the horrific mass shootings in El Paso and Dayton that occurred over the weekend. On Monday, Trump unequivocally condemned white supremacy and all forms of racial hatred. The shooter in El Paso posted a manifesto online consumed by racist hate. He said in a prepared remarks, uh, in one voice, our nation must condemn racism, bigotry, and white supremacy. These sinister ideologies must be defeated. Hate has no place in America. Hatred warps the mind, uh, ravages the heart, and devours the soul. Um, speaking of democratic outrage, uh, somebody went and started cleaning up streets in Baltimore, and he was lambasted in the media for doing so. Couldn't tell you why. Don't know. Um, but continuing on. Trump urged Americans to come together in solidarity for political leaders to work for a bipartisan solutions. And on this, on this note, Trump is not a core conservative. He will just go with what the populist will go. So Trump seems like he's kind of a person that would, like, would it, he would sign uh, gun legislation to ban guns or come for guns or do whatever. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, Trump urged Americans to come together in solidarity for political leaders to work for bipartisan solutions. In the two decades since Columbine, our nation has watched with rising horror and dread as one mass shooting has followed another over and over again, decade after decade. We cannot allow ourselves to feel powerless. We can and will stop this evil contagion. In that task, we must honor the sacred memory of those that we have lost by acting as one people. Open wounds cannot heal if we are divided. We must seek real bipartisan solutions. We have to do that in a bipartisan manner that will truly make America safer and better for all. In the front page coverage of the speech for Tuesday's paper, the Times offered the initial headline, Trump urges unity versus racism. The headline which accurately describes, or which accurately describes Trump's comments was noted by 538 editor-in-chief Nate Silver, who tweeted out a screenshot in the front page Tuesday Times and offered thoughts. 
Not sure Trump urges unity versus racism is how I would have framed the story, wrote Silver. Silver's tweet was picked up by some Democratic presidential candidates who were less than generous with their response to the Times coverage of the Trump speech. Along with them was New Jersey Senator Cory Booker, Mr. Potato Head, who shamed the Times. Lives little depend on you doing better, New York Times, he wrote. Please do. Do, 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 do. New York uh, Senator Christian Gillibrand also weighed in, accusing the Times of publishing fake news. That's not what happened. She wrote, as noted by Huffington Post, a grow, growing number of Times readers have announced online that the headline was so outrageous they feel compelled to cancel their subscriptions immediately. The backlash was strong enough that the Times changed their headline, as noted by Silver. Uh, certainly better, uh, FWIW, certainly better to do this than not IMO. They changed their headline between the first and second print edition. He noted, uh, providing a screenshot showing the Times and the new improved headline, Assailing Hate But Not Guns. Uh, blows a full text of his remarks, which we already did that. So that's 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 hilarious that uh, political pundits can get a news organization to change their headlines. I'm sure that's not the first time it's happened, but it's just it's interesting to see or funny to see that. Uh, in bad person or bad country news, North Korea fires missiles again due to a U.S.-South Korea exercise. Um, Venezuela has been sanctioned to death uh, uh, for their little thing so yay for venezuela hong kong hong kong protests continue so it's getting worse and worse in hong kong uh they the protests are based on the fact that the hong kong mayor or whoever she is uh signed a bill into law that says they they could extradite to beijing if there was an issue in hong kong uh hong kong has felt like i'm speaking out of my ass on this one but it's felt like that they are autonomous from beijing or they i don't know if they feel that way but they're definitely protesting, and protests protests are getting more and more violent. Um, Russia, Russia nuclear uh, jet propulsion. Five people died uh, up in the north of Russia. This is the second nuclear accident they've had in as many weeks. Um, there's this one. Uh, if, as, like a, I heard as, as much as a chest X-ray. They evacuated people out, but it's basically a consistent chest X-ray from a certain amount of distance away. And then they had a submarine that... Uh, uh, had a nuclear issue and killed uh, a couple officers on board. So uh, Russia is, I, w I really want to watch the Chernobyl uh, on HBO documentary series. Uh, I've heard nothing but great things about it, but yeah, go Russia, go Uranium One, go Clintons again. Uh, China manipulates its currency. Uh, Trump is giving or putting sanctions on China, the trade tariff war, in order to get uh, China to come to heel and bringing them to the fold as far as trading and he wants to do a trade not surplus or debt or whatever the case is but the dow dropped a thousand points on a day everybody was about to jump out of a window and then china uh, was manipulating its currency and that's the why the market plunged because china was basically flooding the market with their currency which would allow them to pay back debts or it would I guess, lower the cost of their imports, which is basically them circumventing the 10% uh, tariff increase on the $300 billion of the goods that Trump is proposing. So that was their way to get, get around it. And they were about to be labeled or were labeled a currency manipulator. So they stopped. And then that basically stabilized the markets and the markets returned back to normal. Uh, China took steps to limit its weakness and its yuan, 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 Y-U-A-N, yuan, providing some stability to global financial markets in the wake of Monday's route. 
and said that it won't depreciate its currency to be competitive. Uh, the People's Bank of China on Tuesday set the daily current fixing stronger than analysts expected and announced the planned sale of yuan denominated bonds in Hong Kong. Uh, the moves, which came after the U.S. labeled the country a currency manipulator, helped drive the yuan up 0.2% a day after it sank almost sent most since 2015. The central bank rejected the accusation that manipulates the yuan. Uh, China wants the currency to have two-way flexibility, but it does want the market to be too panicked, said Larry Yu, head of China Economics and Macquarie Studies uh, in Hong Kong. The PBOC will let the fixing be a more market-based unit unless it needs to be restore confidence in the currency. China on Monday allowed the yuan to fall past seven, a key level defended by the authorities in the past and pinned the blame on the unit's protectionism. While a weaker currency would help offset the impact of higher tariffs on Chinese goods, an uncontrolled decline would cause instability in the markets as well as spur capital flight. Um, which is basically you want, you don't want to stay in an area where the, like they're flooding all the currency because it devalues everything. So you're just going to take your business and run away. Uh, something officials have sought to avoid. S&P 500 index futures rose by 0.6%. They fell almost 2% earlier. Uh, and after the treasury department formulated China, China, a currency manipulator, while the MSCI Asia Pacific index trimmed declines by more than half, uh, the yen slid half a point. Uh, treasuries erased gains after 10-year yields at the lowest since 2016. The PBOC set its daily reference rate at 6.96, stronger than the 6.98 level forecast in Bloomberg survey against the dollar of 19 traders and analysts. The yuan last traded at 7.03 per, per dollar, while the offshore rate rose 0.4%. China's central bank will sell 30 billion yuan uh, of bills in Hong Kong on August 14th. According to a PBOC statement, Tuesday, the move typically drains liquidity offshore, making it more costly to short the Chinese currency. Uh, the PBOC is sending signals that it would like to mitigate yuan depreciation, said Francis Young, head of Asia MicroStrategy at Westpac Banking Corps in Singapore. The offshore yuan had faced resistance around 7.1 intraday a few times. <sighs> so sleepy. So, uh, but yeah, that was it. So that was why the markets like jumped off a cliff. Uh, doing that. Mario Lopez uh, apparently said that uh, three-year-olds shouldn't be able to decide uh, or shouldn't you shouldn't encourage three-year-olds like if they like hey, I'm a girl daddy and it's an obvious boy or I'm a boy daddy and it's an obvious girl and if you don't support that you're a bigot but Mario Lopez said he's probably a good idea not to encourage or support crazy stuff that three-year-olds say and he was lambasted and people were calling for him to be fired that poor bastard. And then he went out and apologized, which made it even worse. So, meh, meh, meh. All right, well, I'm going to take a little break, a little bit of transition music. <laughs> no pun intended. And uh, we'll get back to the news right after this. Get myself wealthy. Hey, there's a concept that works. Twenty million. 
there was a hilarious, hilarious, slash, scary, slash, shake your head, palm your forehead video uh, about the Democratic Socialists and how, and this is essentially the far left of the Democratic Party. These are the people that want to take over the government or do whatever they want to do. These are the people that the Democrats are pandering to. So take a listen at this fun stuff. First of all, James Jackson, Sacramento, he, him. I just want to say, can we please keep the chatter to a minimum? I'm one of the people who's very, very prone to sensory overload. There's a lot of whispering and chatter going on. It's making it very difficult for me to focus. Please, can we just, I know it's, we're all fresh and ready to go, but can we please just keep the chatter to a minimum? It's affecting my ability to focus. Thank you. Thank you, comrade. Okay, is there a speaker against name, point chapter, pronoun? Privilege. Point of personal privilege. Yes. Please do not use gendered language to, to address everyone. Quick point of privilege once again. Quick point of privilege once again. Hi, James Jackson, Sacramento DSA, he, him. I have already asked people to be mindful of the chatter of their comrades who are sensitive to sensory overload. And that goes double for the heckling and the hissing. It is also triggering to my anxiety. Like, the be comradely doesn't ju isn't just for like, you know, let's keep things civil or whatever. It's so that people aren't gonna get triggered and so that it doesn't affect their performance as a delegate. Like, I see that no one's clapping for me. It could be because I'm not engaging, but it also is because everyone's doing this. And that's really important because those loud bursts of noise, even though this is a noisy space, when we can do something like reducing that, that's really important. So please don't clap, shoot up these. We have a lot of disabled comrades and uh, a lot of those are invisible disabilities. You don't know who it is uh, that is having a more difficult time navigating this space, and this space was not created with all of their needs in mind. So it's up to us to modify that space to make sure that uh, everybody is able to move in the ways that they need to move. Um, and, and additionally, with the um, the noise issue, like avoid hissing, avoid waving banners, right? Um, because those there's there's all sorts of things. If you don't know what to do, show up these, right? I'm sure there's lots of ways that we can communicate to each other without needing to rely on something uh, that's going to hurt somebody else. We have quiet rooms that are available. There's a range of options of these, right? Please don't go into that space with anything that's like an aggressive scent, for instance, right? Because we don't want to put people in stressful situations that they don't consent to, right? And we, there are um, right-wing infiltrators who are trying to get in here, but it's going to be really traumatic for people if we're not making an affirmative effort to de-escalate each other and de-escalate ourselves, right? Take a deep breath. And feel better before you say anything. Don't really talk to anybody who doesn't have a credential, especially if you claim to be from the press. You have no idea who that person is. Please do not talk to anybody who identifies themselves as a member of the press without having uh, credentials. Um, don't talk to cops. Don't talk to MAGA assholes. All, we're almost there. Just uh, this, but thank you. Um, we are going to be visited tomorrow um, by some MAGA protesters. Um, is there anybody here who's done abortion clinic escort work? By all means, don't talk to cops if there are cops there for any reason at all, right? Um, and if you do see someone talking to cops, uh, let the marshals know. Um, we, are, we are safe and we are strong because there's power in collective, uh, in collective work. Hilarious. Um, yeah, they just, they would put their hands up and they would do the jazz hands stuff.
all the time when they were and they agreed or disagreed with whatever they were trying to say uh, at their little convention. And yeah, that is what it is. Uh, I loved how the news was portraying the there's a raids in Mississippi, which they round up uh, 638 illegal immigrants uh, working in chicken factories or farms. And it was hilarious how the media portrayed it or saw it or did whatever with it, uh, saying that, oh, they're separating people from their families. Never, never, never have they just like a, a weed drug busts. Oh, they're separating pe- people from their families. Cocaine, murderers, um, stuff like that. And not to associate murderers with immigrants, even though immigrants do murder. Not all immigrants are murderers. Um, uh, and But that's the only way they've spun. That's the only crime which, I mean, the debate, whether it's a felony, misdemeanor, whatever the case is, illegal immigrants should get back in the middle of Get back in line, path to legal uh, citizenship. Um, yeah. But that's the only way that they've spun. It's like, oh, they're separating families. The kids, the kids are at home. They don't have a babysitter. Ah. I've never seen any other way do that. Like, I've never seen, like, pot possession. Never seen the media spins. Like, oh, they're, these uh, misdemeanors in pot possession are separating fathers from their children, so on and so forth. So, that it was, uh, yeah. Uh, EU has had a leadership change. There was a, the first time I'd seen the, I guess it was the IMF, International Monetary Fund, ahead. It was a, a, an old Swedish lady with white hair. She's apparently the number two now in the EU. And she was, I guess, wrapped up in a currency issue fund, whatever. It's just, here you go. Here you go is a little interview that I saw. Still don't understand why you think the EU is now in safer, even better, optimistic hands with a failed German defense minister, a failed Belgian prime minister, a former finance minister found guilty of negligence in a multi-million pound euro scandal, and a Spanish politician who's been a cheerleader for repression in Catalonia. Why is Europe in good hands with people like that? Well, that is an opinion, and certainly Ursula von der Leyen has been criticised. She's the second most, in the Der Spiegel poll last month, she was the second most unpopular uh, politician in Germany. Uh, Her department has been under investigation for corruption scandals and dodgy defence contracts. The Spanish politician, who is now the EU's foreign policy man, was done for insider training. How can these people, how can Europe's future be safe in these people's hands? I think that the important thing to remember is that the uh, defence secretary that you are calling a failed German defence secretary... What's the Germans that call her that? Well... Not all Germans. Most uh, Germans do, including the Bundestag report on Germany's unpreparedness. 60% of their planes can't fly. 100% of their submarines can't take to the sea. They were sent the German army into the Arctic NATO exercise with broomsticks for guns. That's the woman who's now president of the European Commission. Uh, this defence minister yeah. is also in favour of a European army. No. And she can't even get no. her own army no, to operate. Not- and that's kind of the crux of the Brexit issue, where basically bureaucrats that can't be trusted with their own countries are getting elected in the EU, and they're bringing their policies that don't really work, especially the defense minister that wants to do an EU standing army, can't get her country's army or planes or submarines up and running. So, meh. 
that's kind of where Britain is with that, and they've hired the guy to do it in 31 October, so it should be fun to see. Uh, in the good news stories of the week, um, CRISPR, the genetic or gene-altering uh, cure, whatever whatever the hell it is, is being used to treat or was used on a 34-year-old 34 woman to treat sickle cell. Now, whether or not it was successful or not, I do not know, but uh, CRISPR is the future and in the craziest story that i had seen parents giving up custody of their kids to avoid financial aid issues first parents turn over guardianship of their teenagers to a friend or relative then the student declares financial independence qualify for tuition aid and scholarships uh, dozens of suburban chicago families perhaps many more have been exploiting legal loophole to win their children need-based college financial aid and scholarships they would not otherwise receive court records and interviews show coming months after the national varsity blues college admission scandal the tactic also appears to involve families attempting to gain an advantage over an increasingly competitive and expensive college admission system parents are giving up legal guardianship of their children during their junior or senior year in high school to someone else a friend aunt cousin or grandparent the guardianship status then allows the students to declare themselves financially independent of their families so they can qualify for federal, state, and university aid, a ProPublica Illinois investigation found. It's a scam, said Andy Borst, Borst director of undergrad admissions and University of Illinois, or Erin Champagne. Wealthy families are manipulating the financial aid process to be eligible for financial aid they would not otherwise be eligible for. They're taking away opportunities from families that really need it. While Illinois uncovered the practice in northern Wipope, while ProPublica Illinois uncovered the practice in northern suburban Lake Country, where almost four dozen such guardianships were filed in the past 18 months, similar petitions have been filed in at least five other counties, countries, and the practice may be happening throughout the country. ProPublica Illinois is still investigating. Bohr said he first became suspicious when high school counselor from an affluent Chicago suburb, aka White, called him about a year ago and asked why a particular student had been invited to an orientation program for low-income students. Borst checked the student's financial aid application and saw that she had obtained legal guardian, making her eligible to qualify for financial aid independently. The University of Chicago has since identified 14 applicants who did the same, three who were just uh, completed their freshman year and 11 who planned to enroll this fall. ProPublica Illinois found that more than 40 guardianship cases fitting this profile between January 2018 and June 2019 in the Chicago suburbs of Lake County alone. The parents involved in these cases include lawyers, a doctor, and an assistant school superintendent. As well as insurance and real estate agents, a number of the children are high-achieving scholars, athletes, and musicians who attend or have been accepted to a range of universities from large public institutions, including the University of Wisconsin, the University of Missouri, and Indiana University, to smaller private colleges. ProPublica Illinois reached out parents or guardians of 15 of the cases, and none agreed to speak on the record. Some hung up, others declined to comment, and some demanded anonymity. Bohr said the university told the three students midway through last school year that the university-based financial aid would be reduced. We didn't hear any complaint, and that's also a big red flag. If they were needy, they would have come in to talk with us. The university now asks more questions to students who have recently entered into guardianship, including whether they have contact with their parents, who they live with, and who pays their health insurance and cell phone bill. The questions have deterred some families from continuing to seek university aid. While the university has a discretion over offering institutional aid, it is obligated to distribute the federal and state grants for needy students, known as the Pell Grant and the State Monetary Award Program, or MAP. Grant and Illinois, Boris said, combined they can uh, total about 11000 a year. He said the university has alerted the U.S. Department of Education and officials in the Illinois agency that administer state financial aid. Uh, the Illinois Student Assistance Commission, uh, NISAC spokeswoman said, 
The ABC has not been told about a specific case, but it would alert the state attorney general and the U.S. Department of Education if necessary. A U.S. Department of Education spokesperson said he can neither confirm nor deny the current potential investigations. In Illinois, last year, about 82,000 uh, students who were eligible for the MAP grant, almost up to about 5,000, did not receive it because there wasn't enough money. The grant is awarded on a first-come, first-served basis. When filing out the application for financial aid, called the Free Application for Student uh, FAFSA, uh, students have to prove formal separation from their parents to qualify as an independent. One of the few ways to do that is through legal guardianship change. Students cannot just declare financial independence, even though the cases where the parents are able to pay but refuse to do so. According to the U.S. Department of Education website, a student in legal guardianship does not need to report parent information on the FAFSA form because he or she is considered an independent student. Independent students are evaluated for financial aid based on their own income and resources and not of that of parents. It is not like these families are close or on the tipping point of being eligible for the aid, Boris said. I don't know how big this is, but I hope we can nip this in the bud now. If it's legal, at what point is it wrong? The process starts in the courtroom. Nearly all the cases identified by ProPublica were handled by one or two law firms, the Rogers Law Group in Deerfield, which handled most of them, and the Cab Law Group in Napersville. The only one case filed by a different firm involved the family of Rick Rogers uh, and the, of the Rogers Law Group. The petitions filed by Rogers, whose firm specializes in real estate, are very similar with the language saying guardianship would be in the minor's best interest and typically citing educational reasons. Many, for example, say the guardian can prove educational and financial support and opportunities to minor their parents would not otherwise provide. Reached by phone, Rogers declined several times to comment about the families he represented, the process, or why he sought legal guardian for his son. The Illinois Probate Act, the law that governs guardianship, did not specify circumstances in which guardianship should be denied. According to Illinois law, a court can appoint a guardian if the parents consent. The minor agrees, and the court determines that it's in the minor's best interest. Even if a parent is able to care for the child, the court can approve the guardianship if the parent voluntarily relinquishes custody of the child. That's what's happening routinely. And the story just continues and continues and continues. But, you know, rich people circumventing the law in order to get their little kids into universities on government dime in Chicago, a blue state or a city. Ha, ha, ha. He, he, he. How, how, how. Well, it was fun to be back. I did enjoy it. Um, yeah. Crazy, crazy world out there, folks. Stay classy. The preacher man says it's the end of time And the Mississippi River, she's a gold grind The interest is up and the stock market's down And you're only getting mugged if you go downtown Boy can survive
came from the West Virginia coal mines and the Rocky Mountains and the Western skies. And we can skin a buck, we can run a trot line, and a country boy can survive. Trot line and a country boy can survive. 